Welcome to the Kaha Club. Roll up. Let's take a rip. Let me tell you the world is yours. Yeah, bish. And hello, fight fans. Uh, this episode, I will primarily be talking about uh, UFC 248, Israel Adesanya versus Yoel Romero. Uh, I'm gonna start with the uh, main event of fight, main event fight, uh, and continue on from there, co-main and what have you, all the way down to the bottom. So if you don't care about, you know, past the main card, co-main, whatever have you, you can stop. You know, make it easy on you lazy fucks. Um, <clears throat> that being said, uh, this fight is taking place this Saturday, March seventh, in Las Vegas, Nevada, at the T-Mobile Arena. Um, main cart will start at, I'm in central time zone, so main cart will start at 9 p.m., uh, 10 Eastern, uh, 7 p.m. Central, 8 Eastern for the prelims, uh, that's, the prelims are on ESPN, uh, main cart is obviously pay-per-view, and the early prelims will start on ESPN Plus at 5.30 Central, 6.30 Eastern, <laughs> Um, so I guess before I get into it, uh, the fights that happened last week and, uh, main event was, uh, Benavides versus Figueiredo. Uh, Dana White has came out and said that he looks to book an immediate rematch for that fight. Um, you know, a lot of people were wondering what was going to happen. The division was still kind of in limbo with, uh, Figueiredo winning, even though he couldn't win the title. Uh, so there's still no uh, title holder there at 125. I think the immediate rematch is a good sign for, I think, both guys. Um, you know, it would have been better if Figueroa won the first place. Uh, so he, he might not be too hype about getting an immediate rematch versus a guy he knocked out in the second round. Um, but it is what it is. You didn't win the championship, so you're not the champ. So, you know, make weight this time, and maybe you will be the champ if you win again. Um if you think you really are the champ, then do it twice, I guess. Um, I'm happy to see it. There's really no other fight I'd like to see at 125. I was thinking maybe Cejudo could come back down at 25 and fight Figueredo, but Cejudo already has a fight lined up with Aldo at 35. So Cejudo wouldn't fight till probably 2021, uh, given that case. So I think it's a good idea to go ahead and... Uh, just do the rematch. Uh, Figueroa came in overweight. There was also a headbutt in there, a couple headbutts in there that uh, definitely rocked uh, Benavides, and I didn't even see initially uh, and didn't even talk about in my uh, recap episode of that event, but uh, I've heard uh, other analysts and experts mention it, and I went back and watched uh, the end of that fight, and there was definitely some headbutts in there. Uh, even though it was Benavides' his own fault because he was charging headfirst everything he threw, um, but it is what it is. Glad to see they'll have that rematch instead of... I thought they would just fucking scrap the division, get rid of it. I thought the UFC has been wanting this. You know, they've been wanting to get rid of the 125 division, especially since uh, Mighty Mouse left. Uh, Cejudo kind of saved it there for a little bit with uh, uh, beating Dillashaw when Dillashaw came down, brought some life back into it. But then he went up to 35 and got that belt and relinquished the 125-pound belt. So... Um, I think the UFC is really hoping one Figueroa comes in wait next time, and two I think Benavides to win the title. I think we all want to see Benavides win the title, so um, this will be his fourth shot at it. So um, let's see if he can get it done. Um, 
Glad to see the little guys are not being weeded out just yet. Um, so that's cool. Um, that's really it uh, that I wanted to start with. Uh, let's get in the main card for this coming up event, UFC 248. Israel Asanya undefeated, still 18-0. He's the champ at 185, middleweight. We fighting Yoel Romero in the main event. As I said, in Las Vegas, Nevada, in the T-Mobile Arena. Uh, Yoel Romero is 13-4, currently ranked number three in the middleweight division. And if you don't know the backstory behind this matchup, uh, Romero actually lost his... <coughs> Excuse me. Romero lost his last two fights, actually. His last fight was versus Paulo Costa. Um, Costa actually came out and brought it to him, got the got the decision win, uh, and looked really good. Uh, proved to me and, you know, fight fans everywhere and experts that he deserved the next title shot. Unfortunately, uh, he had an injury that I believe he needed surgery on, so he needed time to heal. Um and then Adesanya just beat Whitaker pretty decisively around three knockouts, so there's no point. I mean, you could do a rematch, but he got him pretty decisively in that bout. Um, so Adesanya, is he being the fucking gangster that he is? And, you know, um, you know, just a talented guy and confident guy that he is, uh, called out Romero. Even though Romero's on a two-fight losing streak, nobody ever wants to fight fucking Yoel Romero. Uh, Dana White said so himself, even though he can't believe everything Dana White says. Um, but even Darren Till, once he moved up to middleweight, he said he'll fight. Or no, he moved up to. Yeah, he moved up to middleweight. He said he'll fight everybody but Yoel Romero. And I don't fucking blame him. That is one scary dude. Uh, so props to Izzy to calling out the scariest guy in the division. Maybe even the scariest guy in the fucking roster even though he's at 42 years old. They're just insane. Uh, last style bender, as I said, 18-0, 30 years old, fights at a, a city kickboxing there in New, New Zealand. Uh, he has 14 TKOs or knockouts out of his 18 wins um, and is <coughs> undefeated, so also undefeated in the UFC at 7-0, seven straight wins in the UFC. Uh, Yoel, soldier of God, Romero, 42 years old, as I said, trains at ATT, there in Florida, uh, thirteen and four overall, nine and three in the UFC, and uh, currently on that losing streak. As I said, um, lost to Costa, and then before that, lost to Whitaker in their second bout. I was at the Whitaker versus Romero fight in Chicago, uh, the second time they squared off, and I thought Romero won that fight. Uh, there was two times there; I think it was a fourth and fifth where he almost had Whitaker, you know, unconscious. And I thought at least one of those should have been a 10-8 round. Unfortunately, none of the judges scored it that way. Um, I thought at worst it should have been a draw. Um, and at best it should have been a Romero victory. Unfortunately, didn't get either. Uh, Whitaker kept that belt. And I guess people probably parried the same statements they said about John Jones winning. Well, you got to beat the champ to beat the champ or whatever. Uh, you got to win four and five. Like, no, you don't. You just got to win two, three, and four. Or one, two, and three. You only have to win three. Uh, but with that being said, I thought Romero won four and five clearly and, you know, still didn't get the belt. Um, it is what it is. Uh, he'll get another shot here. Um, and this is going to be an electric fucking fight. Uh, I'm not sure who's going to get it done, but I have a lot of 
people that I I trust in uh, in the MMA world and kind of follow their guidance, so to speak. Uh, not guidance because they're not guiding me, but I guess their analysis or predictions. Uh, a lot of them like Izzy in this fight. Um, and I like him as well, but I also like Romero. So I I'm not putting money on either of this these guys. Um, you know, I might fuck around and throw some money on Romero just, you know, as they're walking in cage and say, fuck it. Um, but we'll see. Izzy's currently minus two. And these uh, odds I'm getting are from mybookie.com. So if, if your odds are different, they're different. Uh, but they should all be relatively close. Um, uh, Israel Asanya is currently at minus 285 favorite. Romero at plus 225. Um, and the co-main event... <laughs> I can't wait for this fight. I think it's going to be a great-ass fight. It's a women's uh, strawweight uh, championship fight, 115, between Zhang, Zhang Wali uh, for China, the first-ever Chinese uh, uh, UFC champion, um, versus Joanna Yanjaychik. Uh, Wei Li is 21. Joanna uh, is 16-3 overall. Uh, Zhang Magnum Weili is 30 years old, fighting at a Black Tiger Fight Club there in China. She said 21, 4-0 in the UFC currently. Uh, she beat Jessica Andrade in her uh, last title fight when she won it. Tisha Torres before that, Jessica Aguilar before that, and then uh, Danielle Taylor as well. Um, she's finished 17 of her 20 fights overall, 10 by uh, knockout or TKO, and 7 by submission. So uh, although she hasn't uh, I don't know if she's finished any UFC fights in submission by submission. Um, let me check that real quick. Um, she beat Jessica uh, Aguilar by submission first round. Doesn't say what submission, but uh, no. Um, she's clearly got some ground skills. So, uh, and she's fucking dominant on the feet. Has crazy power. The most power. You know. I, would have said before Jessica Andrade has the most power I've ever seen in uh, 115 women's division, but then Zhang Weili ran through her like she wasn't even there. Um, so she, she's a fucking beast. Joanna, um, on the other hand, is obviously no slouch. Uh, the first ever strawweight uh, champion and defended it several times um, until Rose beat her back to back times. Um, and she's climbed up on the back on the horse here. I think she's got her life strain back out together. You know, when she lost those two Rose fights, she kind of, she didn't really take ownership of it. Uh, didn't, um, yeah, just didn't take ownership of it. Didn't own her mistakes. Didn't, uh, you know, she kind of gave excuses here and there. Um, later found out that she said she also had some personal troubles. I think she had a fiance. I know she had a boyfriend, I don't know, I think they were engaged, I can't remember correctly, but then uh, they had a messy falling out, and that supposedly uh, troubled her, obviously troubled her personal life, and your personal life obviously has to, you know, drain into your work or your fight life, um, you know, because we're all human, we all, even though we like to say, oh, it's all just business, or no, I keep that shit personal, it all bleeds through, um, it just is what it is, it's life, um, so I'm expect I'm expecting the best Joanna here, um, but unfortunately I think she's running into a fucking Zhang Wiley that is just fucking a beast. Joanna <coughs> uh, still is only 32, even though she's been around for a while. Trains at ATT, 
7 4, 16 3, 10 3 in the UFC. Uh, two of those losses uh, versus Rose Namayunas. Only other one was versus uh, Shevchenko when she went up for the 125 pound belt. Uh, it's just a little small. She looked good versus Shevchenko, especially in those uh, later rounds, um, besides when Shevchenko would clinch and grapple her and get her to the ground. Uh, Shevchenko is just the stronger, bigger girl. Uh, Yolanda's just a little too small, I think, for 125. And Shevchenko. Um, Yolanda did beat uh, Michelle Watterson in her last fight. Uh, you know, UFC was really trying to hype uh, Watterson, it seemed. You know, the karate hottie. She's trying to be the first mom champ, blah, blah, blah. Uh, she's very attractive. Both ladies are very attractive. Um, but Yolanda's just, I think just a level above, just a step above, maybe a couple steps above. She's just quicker, faster, more dynamic, and put it to her, being her dominant fashion. Um, let's see, the odds, Wei Li's minus 180 favorite, Joanna's minus 150. Um, the, these odds are closer than I think they, um, you know, than I thought they would be. I thought Joanna would be a bigger uh, underdog. If she creeps up to that 200 range, I might throw five or ten dollars on there um but not too much i think uh way lee will most likely get this done um but again you'll never know until they actually step in the cage um next fight after this or i guess before this in real time will be benil dariush versus drakkar close uh benil dariush always uh like watching him fight his standings all right his uh you know stand-up games all right it's come a come along over the years so to speak um but i really like watching his ground game and it seemed in his last couple fights he's concentrated on getting the game on the ground working his jujitsu working his wrestling his grappling what have you um and uh we'll see his approach in this fight uh dariush is 17 4 and 1 and this is 155 lightweight bout um jakar close is 11 1 and 1 Dariush, 30 years old, close 31. Dariush cheering side of Kings MMA. Um, as I said, he's 17-4-1 overall, 11-4-1 in the UFC. He's currently on a three-fight win streak. Um, two of them, I believe the last two were via submission. So we'll see if he sticks to that game plan. Um, I'm not too familiar with close. I know I've seen him fight once or twice, um, but I don't... Remember, you know, how good he is on the ground or his stand-up. Uh, but he's, as I said, he's 31 years old. He tra fights at a fight ready. 11-1-1 overall, 5-1 in the UFC. He is also on a three-fight win streak. Um, but um, they're all by decisions. Um, so I know the guy's a tough dude. Uh, he's tough to put away. So it should be an interesting fight. Dariush minus 170 favorite, close plus 140. Again, that is a lightweight division, 155. Uh, fight before that i'm looking forward this is a pretty good main card um you know you got two title fights you got benil dariush uh this fight neil magny versus li jing lang hope i said that right that should be an exciting fight and uh, then uh the main card opener alex uh cowboy Oliveira versus max Payne griffin um so decent decent main card um so yeah neil magny 21 and 8 overall He's 32 years old, fighting out of Elevation Fight Team. He is 14 and 6 in the UFC. So he's had 20 fights in the UFC. That is crazy. Um, and this fight's at 170 welterweight. Uh, he's fighting Li Jingling, uh, the leech, who is 31 years old, fighting out of China top team. 
He's 17 and 5 overall, 9 and 3 in the UFC, and he's a three-fight win streak for and he uh won his last fight versus uh I believe it was a junior. I know uh, his last name is Zaleski Dos Santos. Um I forget his first name, but he beat him uh third round TKO or knockout, I'm not sure. <laughs> um fucking the leech is a beast uh i like neil magny i like his range i like kind of like his style just because i'm a taller skinny uh skinnier guy i like to see athletic uh strikers uh pick people apart and use you know that reach and their athleticism to beat up uh stockier tougher strong guys just because that's my own personal thing um i envision if i ever was man enough or non-bitch enough to fucking, I would never do it, because the money's never there, and or at least, the money for me is not there, you know, he had to start in the amateur ranks, go to pro, and then maybe get to the UFC one day, make 50 grand a fight, that's that's a tough sell for a guy that sits on his ass and gets, you know, I, I work in IT, so I make, I make a decent living, um, but that's besides the point, um, Li Jingling is a motherfucker. Um, I like Neil Magny, as I said, I like his style, blah, blah, blah. But I think Lee is just going to bring it to him. The leash uh, is very powerful, and I think that will kind of be the deciding factor here. Um, uh, Neil will have a three-inch height advantage and a large reach advantage. I didn't realize it'd be this this large. Um, what's that, eight and a half inches? Damn. Um, so that's a sizable advantage, but I think uh, Zhi Ling is athletic enough and strong enough to get on the inside, you know, without being, you know, I don't think Neil Magny really possesses that one-punch power to where he can catch Lee, you know, coming in and knock him out as he's coming in, maybe recklessly. Um, and I don't think Lee will be too reckless, but um, but you never know. Um but I think he'll get it done. I think he'll get it done. Um, and the odds there, Neil Magny, plus 155. Li Jing, the leech, minus 190 currently. And uh, the main card opener, as I stated before, is between Alex Cowboy Oliveira versus Max Payne Griffin. Um, Cowboy Oliveira is fights out of Tata -ta Fight Team. He's 19-8-1 overall, 9-6-1 in the UFC. Uh, he's had a tough schedule, especially lately. Uh, he's a solid fighter, always, you know, goes out there to scrap, always throws down. He's very exciting. I love watching him fight. Um, he's had some tough competition in his last couple fights. Uh, he's lost uh, his last fight versus Nick Dalby. Before that, he lost versus Mike Perry and then also Gunnar Nelson. Uh, but he's still only 32 years old. Um, and he's fighting Max Payne Griffin, who's 34, out of... Is that Maribel's Martial Arts? Uh, he's 15-7 overall. <laughs> With 3-5 and five in the UFC. Um, you don't typically see that. A guy 3-5 and five in the UFC on a main uh, main card pay-per-view. But he always likes to bring it as well. Uh, Cowboy Hall Rivera always likes to bring it. Uh, both guys um, pretty... Yeah, reckless is the word. They're pretty reckless in their approaches. Um, and it's very surprising to see a guy that's 3-5 and five still be in the UFC at all. And I think he's kind of in it cause just because of his reckless style. You know, the casuals love to see blood. They love to see knockouts. They love to see fists thrown and what have you. 
So, I mean, it's kind of a perfect fight to open up a pay-per-view, um, you know, get them in there. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Cowboy Oliveras, minus 150 favorite. Uh, Max Payne Griffin's plus 120. I think Cowboy will get it done. I think he's just faced stiffer competition. He's been in there with some of the best uh, in the division at 170. And I think, you know, Max Payne Griffin might have one of the best nicknames in the game. Uh, and he's also a tough son of a bitch, but I don't think that'll be enough for him on Saturday. Um, I already forgot if I said the odds or not. Oliveira minus 150, Griffin plus 120. I might uh, put Oliveira in a parlay or just bet him straight up because I do like him that much. Um, and he's not too huge of a favorite, so you could still make a decent chunk of change if you're willing to throw some change at it. You know, you got to spend money to make money. You got to wager money to get money. Um, so yeah, uh, the featured bout, we're going to move to the prelims now, as I said before, these will be on ESPN, 7 p.m. Central and, um, 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, the opening feature or not the opening, the featured prelim, I'm looking forward to this just cause I'm a big fan of Sugar Sean O'Malley, uh, he'll be fighting Jose, um, is that? Yeah, Teco. I thought my note said Taco. I was like, no way his nickname's Taco. Uh, it's Teco. Jose Teco Quiones. Um, Sugar Sean O'Malley is only 25 years old. Fights out of MMA Lab. He's 10-0 overall, 2-0 in the UFC. Uh, he's finished 7 of his 10 wins, 6 by TKO or knockout, knockout 1 by submission. Uh, if you haven't checked him out, check him out on the Contender Series. He was on Season 1, Week 2. He kind of blew up the contender series and kind of made it, not made it what it is, but he was one of the first uh, bright young stars to come through there and actually have success in the UFC. And, um, you know, he's been on Joe Rogan's experience. Uh, if listen to Joe Rogan podcast, check out the episode with him. It's pretty cool, pretty laid back guy. Um, you know, I'm 25 years old as well, so I can imagine, like, hanging out with this dude, smoking some blunts, uh, you know, and just hanging out shooting the shit so uh it's honestly the only reason why i like which i guess makes sense um as far as uh you know actually sean o'malley let me (coughs) talk about this as well he hasn't fought in i'd say almost two years because he popped on a drug test in one of his fights uh but ended up being a tainted supplement uh that obviously took some time to get clear with usada and that whole process uh I think, obviously, that's done now since he's fighting this weekend. I hope all the weight cuts and everything goes well leading up. Same thing for his opponent, so he can get in the cage, compete, make some money. Uh, Talking about competing and making money, he was also in Quintet Ultra, I believe. Yeah, he was on the uh, UFC team. UFC team. Um, You know, they did a little team Quintet uh, grappling jujitsu sort of match is pretty awesome if you haven't checked that out check that out on ufc fight pass uh they had a team ufc a strike force team a uh pride team and um a wec team it ended up being ufc and strike force in the end uh i liked o'malley uh in there he did, had a really impressive performance he went up against jake shields who was a much larger opponent than him and held his own I don't believe he got finished uh and Jake Shields is one of the best in grappling period um and especially MMA grappling so it was 
And O'Malley was only a purple belt, but uh, he definitely held his own. So I think uh, if it goes to the ground, I don't know Keona's ground game too well. But if it goes to the ground, I think he'll have the advantage there. And I think he'll have the advantage in the stand-up just because of his length uh, and his power as well. Um, at 135, he's got some. He's got a solid power and uses that length really well to generate that power. As far as uh, Jose Teco Quiones, uh, he's 29 years old, trains out of Alliance MMA out there in uh, Sacramento. 9-3 overall, 5-2 of the UFC. He won his last fight versus Carlo Hachin. He's a solid fighter. Um, you know, he's been more uh, active than O'Malley, so maybe that will give him the nod here. A couple years old, a little more experienced. Um, I mean, everything falls into play here. Um O'Malley is a minus one or no minus three sixty five uh, favorite, where Kionis is plus two ninety. Um, so like I said before and several times now, I like O'Malley in this fight, uh, but he's too big of an underdog or favorite for me to spend, you know, to throw some money at him to try to get uh, a little payoff there. Um, but we'll see how that fight goes. A uh, fight before that will be between Mark. O Madsen and Austin Hubbard. Uh Madsen, the Olympian, uh 9-0, 35 years old, trains out of Rumble Sports, 9-0 overall, 1-0 in the UFC. Uh six finishes, three by TKO or knockout, three by submission. Uh Austin Thud Hubbard, 28 years old, fights with Elevation Fight Team, 11-3 overall, 1-1 in the UFC. Also has uh, six finishes, three by TKO, or knockout, three by submission. Uh, and he's also a former LFA champ. Now, I'm not 100% certain on this, but I think Mark Madsen used to be an Olympic wrestler, so I think that's why they call him the Olympian. So, um, I know I've seen Hubbard. I know I've seen them both fight, but uh, I think I remember being really impressed with Madsen's uh, grappling, especially his top game, his top pressure. Um, I don't remember too much about Hubbard. Um, he will have a two-inch height advantage, but Matson has a one-inch reach advantage, so height uh, advantage kind of uh, evened out there, neutraled out, or what have you. Uh, Matson is minus two fifteen favorite. Austin Hubbard plus one seventy-five. Uh, this is a one fifty-five lightweight bout, so I do like Matson that fight, but I don't see enough value there to put throw some dollar dollar bills at it. Um, and same thing with this next fight uh, between Rodolfo Vieira and, uh, fuck, how do you say that name? Sabarbeg Savarov. Um, Rodolfo's, uh, uh, Rodolfo the black belt hunter Vieira is 30 years old, fights a team Noguera, 6 0, 1 0 in the UFC. Uh, he's finished all his fights, one by TKO, five by submission. Um, Sabar Beg Savarov is 33 years old, fights with the Legion Fight Team, 9 and 2, 1 and 2 in the UFC, 6 take TKO or knockouts, 2 submissions. Um, Adolfo is the biggest favorite in this card, minus 850. 850 uh, to Savarov's plus 525. I believe I heard my Jiu Jitsu coach talk about Adolfo before. I've heard the nickname the Black Belt Hunter. Um, He's a huge favorite. Uh, he's got most of his wins by submission. He's Brazilian, fights with Noguera, um, trains with Noguera, so, or the Nogueras or Noguero brothers. Um, and this other guy is one and two in the UFC. 
Um, I don't know much about him, but I'm definitely going to have to go with the Black Belt Hunter here. And as I said, uh, last fight, there's just clearly no value here at minus 850 to make uh, much money. Maybe put in a, a huge parlay, like a 7-5 parlay, and you might get some value. But even then, uh, it honestly might just hurt your parlay. Um, the opener on the uh, prelims on ESPN Plus will be between Gerald Mershot and Darren Wynn. Uh, Mershot, GM3 is his nickname. He's 32 years old, fights out of Rufus Sport here in Milwaukee. Uh, he's 29-12, 5-4 in the UFC overall. Um... He's 21 submission victories, uh, 68 TKO or knockouts. So uh, 27 of his 29 wins have come by finish. So if he wins, he's he's finishing the fight. Uh, as far as Darren Wynn, he's 30 years old, trains out of AKA. He's 6-1 overall, 1-1 in the UFC. Lost his last fight versus uh, uh, Darren Stewart. Um... I'm not sure how this fight's going to go. I, Wynn just doesn't have enough experience for me. I haven't seen enough to really, you know, know how his ground game is going to be versus Mershot. Mershot's pretty, very solid on the ground, but he has been, uh, he has been submitted before by uh, superior grapplers or dominated by superior grapplers. Um, and I think Wynn trained with Cormier. Um... So that should help him out, but I, I just don't know here. This is a tough matchup for me because um, you got a guy that is heavily experienced and most probably has the edge in the grappling arena versus a young up-and-comer who is still kind of green but probably more athletic, more explosive. Uh, not saying Gerald's old or you know ath not athletic, but I think Darren's probably got the edge there. Uh, so this would be a tough fight. Uh, but Mershot also has the size. He's 6'1 compared to Wentz, 5'6. So that's fucking, what, 5-inch uh, height advantage. And he'll also have a 7.5 reach advantage. So that will be huge. Um, uh, Mershot's southpaw, Wentz orthodox. So this is this presents a lot of complications for Wynn um, and his early MMA experience. And now that I'm looking at it, I think it might just be a little too much for him. Uh, the odds are really close here. Mershot's plus 120, wins minus 150. It's 185 middleweight bout. Um, I think I can say confidently, I can't say confidently he's going to win, but I can say confidently that I'm going to bet some money on Mershot here just because I like his edge and his grappling experience uh, and just his experience overall in the cage. The guy has fucking, how many fights is that? The guy has 41 professional fights or has won a seven. Um, that's a huge advantage in itself. I don't care how fucking good you are. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get some money on him. Um, let's see where are we at in my recording. Only thirty minutes in. Got three more fights. I think we can do that in another thirty minutes. I'll just put uh, I guess I'll put the commercial or ad in the beginning after, after my intro. Which if you're listening, you already know that. So apologize. Um. I don't want to decide these things till I get into them. So, is what it is. Um, yeah. So early prelims starting on ESPN Plus at five thirty Central, six thirty uh, Eastern. 
The featured prelim is between Emily Whitmire versus Poliana Viana. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Emily Whitmire. Emily Spitfire Whitmire. I like that nickname. That's a dope nickname. Uh, she's 28 years old. Trains at Extreme Couture. Uh, Couture, Couture. Jesus, I can't say Randy's name. Couture. Randy Couture. I could say it Randy Couture, but not separately. What the fuck? Uh, Spitfire Whitmire is 4-3 and three overall. 2-2 two and two in the UFC. Uh, Poliana Damo de Ferreira. Viana. 27 years old, uh, trains at an ATT, 10-4 overall, 1-3 in the UFC. She's had a tough go in the UFC, three-fight losing streak. Um, but out of her 10 wins, she's finished all of them, four by TKO or submission, six by sub. So both these girls have a little uh, tough stretch in the UFC um, and should be you know, trying to make a statement here to probably keep a contract or sign their next contract or gain some momentum into – you know, building their career. Um, for Whitmire, if she loses this, it will put her at four, four and four. Kind of tough to te- keep a keep someone you know with a five hundred record. But she is an attractive girl, a nice blonde, nice tattoos on her side. So who knows? You never know with the UFC these days. Um, I've seen Poliana fight several times, and I like her style. I think she's a good fighter. I just think she just still kind of green um, and just kind of faced. I think she's faced. You know, kind of stiff competition, if I remember correctly. Uh, let me check here real quick. Uh, Hannah Sight, yeah, her first. I don't know who she lost to her last fight, but she fought Hannah Cyphers before that, lost by submissions, or no, split decision. Uh, Cyphers is as tough as they come. Uh, and she also lost for uh, JJ Cole Aldrich, um, which is a tough second fight in your UFC. As far as Emily Spitfire Whitmire, I've never seen her fight. Uh, let me check here real quick to see who she's fought in her past. Da da da. Nobody. Yet. Uh, she fought Jillian Robertson. Her opening uh, or her uh, USA debut got submitted the first round. That was back in 2017, though. Um, so I don't know. Uh, Vegas sees this very close as well. It is literally. Even odds. Uh, it's not even odds, but it's minus one fifteen for both gals. Uh, I do like Viana here. Uh, they're both five five, but Viana has a three and a half reach advantage, and I honestly just haven't seen Whitmire fight, so it's kind of bad to make an opinion off somebody you haven't seen fight before. But I'm gonna go ahead and do it, and might throw some money on here uh, on Viana here, Pollyanna. Um. The second fight of the night and the next fight I'll be analyzing is between Giga Chig Oh god Giga Chigaz Chigadzi Giga Chigadzi versus Jamal Emers. Uh Giga or Giga <laughs> is thirty one years old. He trains out of King's MMA. He's eighty two overall, uh one and oh in the UFC. He's finished seven of his eight wins, five by TKO or knockout, two by submission. He was uh, he was on uh, the Contender Series season two, week two, and he's currently on three fight win streak. Jamal Pretty Boy Emmers is thirty years old. He's seventeen and four overall. He'll be making his UFC debut here in this fight. He's finished ten of his seventeen wins, 
and he's currently on a four-fight win streak all by finishes. So been tearing up the regional scene or the lower promotional scene. Uh, same reach. Uh, Giga's six foot. Jamal's five ten. Um, I don't know anything about either of these guys besides what I just read off here. Uh, odds. Giga's plus one forty. Jamal's minus one seventy. So the guy who's making his UFC debut uh, gets the nod here from the odds makers. Probably just because of his experience and what he's done in his past couple fights. Uh, but you don't know. It's one forty five featherweight fight, uh, which is crazy division. Uh, see how that goes. Uh, I was feeling Emmers, but once I looked at those odds, once minus one seventy, I don't, you know, I don't really like the value there. If he, if it get, if that gets closer to even, or even he gets in the underdog territory, I might bet him, just because the experience level. Uh, even though he hasn't fought in the UFC, uh, the other guy only has one fight in the UFC. Uh, he just started his UFC journey earlier. Um. The first fight of the night and last fight, well, I guess it's the literally first fight of the early prelims, first fight in the entire card, but last fight I'll be talking about um, pertaining to this card is between Dan, okay, spelled D-A-N-A-A, Dana, uh, <laughs> Dana, Bat, Bat Jarrell versus Guido Canetti or Guido Canetti. I don't fucking know, man. I sometimes think that, you know, these guys are only fighters because they got picked on as kids because they're fucking ridiculous names that no one could pronounce. Uh, I mean, it makes sense to me. Um, <laughs> but as far as uh, Dana uh, <laughs> Storm Batgarel, he's 30 years old, 6-2 and two overall, and won the UFC. Finished four of his six uh, wins. Uh, he's from Mongolia. Uh, Guido Canetti, uh, Ninjas as his nickname. He's forty years old. Fights out of Our Town MMA. He's eight and five overall, two and three in the UFC. Lost his last fight versus Marlon, or, or it's not Marlon, is it? But I know it's Chito Vera. Um, by round two submission. Uh, he has three TKO or knockouts in his past, and also three submission victories. But he's also been submitted four times. Um. Literally know nothing about these guys, so not going to really give you any opinion or advice or definitely no gambling advice. Um, odds. Storm, Dana, uh, Bat, Garel, or God, these names. Minus 150, Guido Canetti, plus 120. As I said, I don't know too much about these guys, but might say fuck it. Bet on the underdog, bet on, bet on the Guido. Bet on Guido. Um, who knows? Um, 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 how many times? I want somebody, if you're actually listening to a full podcast, count, tally up how many times I say um. And I don't know. I'll give you something. I'll give you a $10 gift card somewhere. I don't know. Your choice. Or buy you a beer. If I know you, I'll buy you a beer. Or smoke you up. Whatever you want. Because <laughs> I'm sure it's fucking annoying to hear me say, um, I'm realizing how annoying it is to myself while, while talking into a microphone. <laughs> um, so that's it for UFC 248. Adesanya versus Romero. Really looking forward to that main event fight. Uh, really like that uh, co-main as well. 
always look forward to Dariush fighting. Um, love the Neil Magny Li Jiling fight. Love uh, the Leech uh, Jiling there. Uh, I think he's another up and coming fighter from China that may eventually get a title shot there at 170. Uh, Cowboy Oliveira versus Max Payne Griffin should be an exciting slobber knocker. Got Sean O'Malley coming back versus a good uh, competitor in Jose Quienes. You got the Olympian, Mark Madsen. You got the Black Belt Hunter in Rodolfo Vieiro. Uh, Gerald Marshot, Darren Wynn is an exciting fight. Uh, I like Pollyanna, so she's in there. And Emily Spitfire Whitmire. Attract the blonde, little attract the blonde girl. What's not like to, I don't know, what's not liked it there. And then a bunch of up and coming prospects and young guys and peeps before that. So, you know, not like the star studded car that likes going to make all the casual fans or your mom, your grandmother hear about it, see it on TV and be like, oh, let me check this out. It's not going to be that. Um, but still, uh, some exciting fights nonetheless. I'm actually going to start buying these pay-per-views just because I've been having friends over to watch them and, you know, the fucking illegal streams or what have you will cut out halfway and you miss half the fights. Um, I'm not even looking forward to the only fight I really, 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 like, have to see live is Izzy and Romero. Besides that, you know, I could take it and watch them later. I could watch them a month later and, you know, not give a fuck. Watch on ESPN Plus or UFC Fight Pass a month later after they release it <coughs> for free there. Even though it's not technically free, you got to get behind the ESPN Plus or UFC Fight Pass paywall. Um, I guess that's just business nowadays. Um, so I don't know. Let me see what the fucking price is. Let me check it out now. It's probably fucking ridiculous. Like, I just want to see one fight. Can you just pay for one fight at a time? Um, so I click buy. You just you didn't give me price here. Oh, my God. $65. Plus tax. So it'll probably at least be 70 bucks. $70 to watch one fight. I might as well be there in person. Um... I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. No one's hit me up about watching fights this weekend, and I'm hoping kind of nobody does. Uh, I kind of want to be by myself. I like to be by myself. Um, and, you know, these fights aren't like crazy hype, so I don't know. I'm not. You know, a lot of times I'll have people over and we're drinking and just bullshit and shooting the shit. We're not even watching fights half the time. And if we don't hear somebody getting knocked out or hear the commentaries going, oh, he's hurt. Or we don't hear Joe Rogan screaming, then we're like, oh, it must be a boring fight. And we're not paying attention. You know, all the while, you know, guys are piecing each other up, you know, gauging their distance. Or they're having a great, uh, you know, grappling match or grappling um can't find the word grappling stuff <laughs> right now um so i don't know uh we'll see if i buy it or not um now that i've said this uh my name's probably in a database to where they're gonna hack into my ip address and make sure all the links are broken for me not me going forward but whatever um see what happens do look forward to the fights uh and that's really all i got uh, i talked about the benavides figueredo um, you know, immediate rematch that Dana's talked about. Um, 
while I've been doing this, Dana White has gone live twice on Instagram, so I wonder what the fuck else he's talking about. Um, I did see a fight announced today, or I don't know if it's officially announced, like both guys have signed on the line, but it's in the works for uh, Piotr Jan versus Marlon Moraes. Uh, that's pretty much a done deal, so I've heard. I was hoping Aljo, Aljamain Sterling was fight uh, Piotr. That's the fight I wanted to see, but I think he... I think he may have got hurt or something. I don't know. I heard Ray Longo talk on the John Anik and Ken and F- Kenny Florian podcast about how uh, he's recovering. You know, um, Ray Longo is uh, his trainer. Him and Matt Sarah is uh, Aljo's trainer. So I don't know. Um, I guess I haven't been clo- following as closely as I thought. I guess he's uh, a little banged up so he can't fight right now, which is unfortunate. Uh, I thought he deserved the uh, the 135 bout. Uh, match instead of Aldo, but it's business, I guess. Um, and it is what it is. And with that being said, I'm surprised I got through a pay-per-view card in 45 minutes. I usually get long-witted, get sidetracked. Um, but I've been doing these sober just for you guys, so I can stay on track. Um, if you want me to go off on tangents, let me know. Make it longer, make it more ridiculous. I can do that. Um... But it is, you get what you get for now, and goodbye. And now I'm talking too much anyways. Peace, love you guys, later.